What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Jake Brown here with the Jake Brown Podcast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a great, fantastic, super-duper, magnifico weekend. And mine was great. It was great. Saturday. Saturday. The sun was out. And instead of just sitting around, not doing nothing, I got some dirt bike riding in. Me and my friend Brian went riding dirt bikes. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Oddly enough, for how nice the weather was, it's like there was nobody out there. We didn't really see anybody. We saw a couple people here and there off in the distance, some some kids doing hill climbs, and then on the, the trails we were on, we just did a whole ton of single track. We didn't see anybody until we kind of got on some of the main trails, and then we just saw two guys. That was it. It was so nice. It was so nice. And I'm really excited because I worked on some technique stuff. All right. Now you got to keep in mind, I am new to the dirt bike world. I've only been really consistently riding dirt bikes for uh, a year and a quarter. I think I bought my, I think I bought my dirt bike. Oh, I bought it in August of last year. It was like a birthday present to myself. So a little over, about coming up on a year and a half, I've been riding dirt bikes. And I've had a dirt bike years ago that I would ride every once in a while. And you know, go down to the dunes down in Coos Bay and ride down there. So like I've ridden dirt bikes over the years, but by no means have I ever considered myself a dirt bike rider. I'm definitely learning on the fly. Okay. I'm learning as I go. And it, it it's a ton of fun. Anyone out there, if you want, you know, a reasonably inexpensive way to get into motorcycles, you find yourself a good used dirt bike and just go hit the trails. Uh, or I don't know if you want to go ride a track go, go ride tracks. I personally don't like big, huge jumps. So me being like a motocross guy, that was never going to happen ever, 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 ever. I've ridden on tracks before and it always ends up with me like severely bruising ribs <laughs> because I always have, the weirdest crashes, you know, usually halfway through the day when I'm, you know, I'm really starting to feel myself like, oh yeah, I think I got the hang of this. And then fucking I hit a jump and I end up sideways in the air and I land on my ribs somehow every time. So, you know, I'm not much for jumping. I like small little jumps and like whoops. And that's, that's really about it. Uh, but you know, we were doing a whole, we did 25 miles of just single track. And it was an absolute blast. And uh, I, I, I was getting a little frustrated, you know, like I always do, you know, with any activity that I'm starting out on, you know, like in my mind, I just want to be good right now. You know, I just right now I want to be good at it. And, you know, that's not the case with any sport, you know, any new sport we do or new activity we pick up, there's a. Uh, a learning curve, you know, and I've had some crazy crashes on my dirt bike, 
And uh, I knew that was just part of the gig when I got it. I was going to crash. I was probably going to hurt myself. I'm okay with that. But uh, I'm at a point now where, you know, outside of like the really stupid slow speed stuff, you know, like where, I don't know, I hit like a small log that's wet at an angle and my fucking tire slips and I tip over, you know, like those are the, I have like these dumb one to two mile an hour crashes where I like just tip over for no reason. (laughs) You know, I don't have like the big fucking crashes anymore. Like I was when I was starting out and I was really banging up my knees and my arms and stuff like that. Uh, Very rarely do I do that anymore. I feel like I'm kind of more in control of my body and of the bike and of my ego, you know, more importantly. Um, but I was getting a little frustrated because, you know, like with any sport, we all have our weaknesses and my weakness is maintaining my speed through tight turns. And it was solely a body position issue, you know, where the way I was positioned on my bike, I was essentially killing all my roll speed through, through these turns. And, uh, I voiced my frustrations <laughs> to to my friend Brian, and he gave me some some good tips as far as my body position and getting back on the bike, and uh, you know, really like almost like taking a bow and leaning forward while still maintaining my weight on kind of the back third of the bike, and I just really forced myself to work on that over the course of the day, and I just got quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and sections you know like i you know we're riding out in tahuya and we're riding stuff that i've ridden before and for whatever reason things were just clicking and it was such a good feeling it was such a good feeling like i was steering the bike better i was accelerating more comfortably you know the bike wasn't getting as upset and fishtailing better grip uh, I wasn't having to brake as hard. Uh, I, I don't know. It was just such a such a new experience <laughs> to be able to ride these trails at a pace that was way faster than what I had been riding them before. And it was just from a couple of little tweaks here and there, just body position tweaks. That's all it was. Nothing crazy. It wasn't because, you know, oh, I needed more power. Well, I don't fucking need more power. Like I ride a two-stroke 150. That bike is plenty powerful enough for me and what I'm trying to do. The thing already wants to come out from underneath me. All right. The last thing I need is more power on that goddamn thing. But I was just so excited. I mean, I was like, I, I honestly, I don't think really either one of us wanted to stop riding. You know, like 20, 25 miles a single track. Like it's some tight stuff. You know, through through the bush. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was. A couple, there were a couple times we were essentially making our own trails. Like we could see where we were trying to get to, but we just couldn't find a way to get there. So we just made a path, you know, like we're doing that kind of fucking single track. And I think we were both having an absolute blast, an absolute blast. The problem is you're constantly checking the clock and you're checking the sun. It's like, oh man, it's going to. Eventually, it's going to start getting dark. Like, if this was summertime, we could probably stay out here much longer. But, you know, I mean, it starts getting dark here at four o'clock. And the last thing you want to be is out in the middle of the woods. 
and uh it's pitch black and yeah we got lights on our bike but it's just not uh that's not an ending to any fun day that i would rather have being (laughs) stuck out in the middle of woods when it's cold and pitch black out um so we you know we cut we probably cut our day maybe a little shorter than we wanted to but i was i was just on cloud nine. i'm i was fucking driving home and i was just on cloud nine is there a cloud 10 is there a cloud 11 because those are the clouds that i was on i was and now like i'm just i'm so excited uh the the series that uh that i'm gonna race in the off-road series i'm gonna race in uh starting in march I'm excited for that. Um, oh man, I pulled up their schedule. Jeez, I meant to meant to pull up their schedule ahead of time. Hang on, we're having some technical difficulties. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, so the first round is March 16th and 17th out in Richland. It's at Horn Rapids. Not, I will say, I I went there last year as well. It's a tough. It's a tough lap. <laughs> it's. It's a tough lap, especially for someone with with my experience. You know, like I'm not the best, and I'm definitely not the best, like through the whoops. And you know, when you're in the sand for about ninety nine percent of a ten mile lap, like it's a lot of work. So two and a half hours, as many laps as you can get, and you know, the overwhelming majority, except for a small stint when you're on the motocross track. Is just through the sand, like it takes a lot out of you. And at first, I was like, I don't know if I want to go back. Like, oh, I'll just I could just skip that one and just you know start at Eddyville, which is a you know that one. I like I like that track a lot. That course, I should say, a lot better. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm going to Horn Rapids. I don't care if it's a tough lap. I know it's going to be a tough two and a half hours of riding. I don't give a shit. I'm a better rider. I'm going to go faster. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be fun. And I feel like now things are are really starting to kind of click in my mind about, you know, how to ride this damn dirt bike, uh, how to control the bike better. And I cannot wait for March. I cannot wait for March. It's going to be so much fun. So I, I mean, honestly, I did a majority of that series last year. I don't, I don't think I made any friends. <laughs> I think, well, I made one, I made one friend and I don't even remember what his name is <laughs> right now. I just know that he raced, he raced some, uh, what was it? It was like a French brand of dirt bike. It looked like a Yamaha. I thought it was a Yamaha, but it's the bike is manufactured in France and it was a beautiful bike. The guy was a great rider. Uh, he, he passed me a couple times during that race. Uh, he was the only friend I made and I don't even remember his name. So I don't know. Part of me kind of wants to come out of my shell, maybe a little bit more. Maybe, maybe I'll talk to like two people this year. I think two is a good goal, you know, two, two new people in addition to the, the one that I talked to last year. So that's, that's kind of my goal. I think from a social, from a social paddock standpoint (laughs) i gotta kind of i gotta break out of my shell a little bit so man i just wanted to give that update on the old dirt bike i hope i hope everyone out there who rides dirt bikes can kind of understand you know how how much fun it is 
when things start clicking. Hey, with any sport, you know, or with you know weightlifting, with whatever, when shit starts to finally click, and you feel yourself having some success, and you start to you know slowly build that confidence. Sign me up. Sign me up for that. That is a right there. That's a drug right there. That is a fucking drug. That I get hooked on it. It just makes me want to keep writing every single day. Unfortunately, I have some work I have to do during the week. And since my home trails are shut down for six months a year, I got to have a little more time in my day, in my schedule, to uh, travel to Tahuya. So, which is okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited for that. And I know that, you know, you're probably all out there listening. Like, what in the hell is this guy talking about? Riding dirt bikes and sand on trails that aren't trails? Just trust me, bro. It was a great day of riding. And if you take anything away from it, I am just happy that shit is clicking. (laughs) More so than it was. Oh, man. God, what else? Oh, so... All right. Has anyone out there, and I know most of us have, I'm sure, you know, I, I, I will be honest. I do know one person. I know one person. Actually, no, no, no. I know two people who don't drive. Two. One, I know she just got her license like maybe four years ago. And she's like my age. She's a, maybe a couple, two, three, four years younger than me. She just got her license, <laughs> like maybe three or four years ago. Okay. But I have another friend who I went to high school with. He never got a license. Never. So I don't know if, okay, these two people can relate to what I'm going to talk about, but everybody else out there more than likely can relate to how annoying the process of buying a new vehicle is. Oh, God. Ugh. It's awful. I just hate it. There's nothing about this process. And I've been looking now, and I know, like, you know, you guys are, you guys are going to be sad because Vantastic is going away. All right. Those of you that don't know, and I can't even believe I'm going to say this publicly. I drive a cargo van. That's right. That's right. I drive Vantastic. An 07 Ford E150 with the small block V8. Hell yeah. What's great about that van, I can put my dirt bike in there. I can put all my tools in there, all my gear in there. I can even put, I have like a a twin size mattress so that when I'm camping at these tracks I go to, I have like an actual bed to sleep on. Like I'm I'm locked inside, I'm safe. Like no bear's gonna get me. (laughs) Not that there's bears where I go, but you know. Nothing's going to get me. I'm safe. I like my van, you know? Plus, when I'm driving, I feel like 
people stay away from me because I'm driving a fucking van. It's creepy. The windows are tinted. Yeah, there's windows. It has a windshield. It has two door windows in the front, and then it has the two rear windows that are in the back doors. Okay, so there's plenty of windows in my van. It's not one of those vans that is completely abstaining from windows. Those are real creeper vans. Mine's not like really creeper. All right. I did spray paint the hubcap covers though black. So it looks kind of tough. You know, it looks kind of badass. <laughs> Those of you who've seen it, you, you know, come on. There are way worse vans out there. It's not like that old, like, uh, like 1980s creeper fucking Dodge van from Silence of the Lambs that Buffalo Bill has, you know, when he shoves that chick in there, when he acts like he's got a broken arm and he's, hey, can you help me load my couch? And she's like, oh, okay, fucking idiot. What are you doing? If anything, you make him get in the van and you push. You don't get in the van and let him push. Like, are you stupid? So it's not like a creeper van like that. That's like a legit creeper van. Mine is, here's how I describe my van. My van is just a truck with a permanent canopy. That's all it is. A three-quarter ton truck with a permanent canopy. I mean, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss it. So I decided I had another car, but like I never drove it. It just sat in my garage and I was like, fuck this thing. I just sell it. I was just driving the van anyway. And now, so last year I was, you know, I made a couple of trips like over the mountains to go, go do some races. And I got, I almost got myself into a pickle going over Snoqualmie pass last winter. And if you know Snoqualmie, like, that stretch of I-90 can turn into an absolute shit show, and it does not take long for it to happen. And sure enough, I was on my way back from, I don't remember where I was out there, Odessa or somewhere, and uh, a storm blew in like really quick, started dumping snow. Uh, the westbound I-90 traffic, which is the way I was going, Somewhere way in front of me, there is a big pile up. So we're just sitting, getting snowed on, and the road is getting worse and worse and worse. And of course, plows can't get through. Here's the worst thing about my van uh, it's a van that has no weight in the back and is two wheel drive. So I'm fucking stressing here. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, if something happens and like I can't get going, like, this is. This is what I worry about in the van. It's not like driving slow in a straight line, you know, like slow and steady wins the race kind of thing. It's a, I have to stop and I'm on an incline and I can't get moving again. <laughs> That's what scares me in a two wheel drive van that hardly has any weight in it in the back. You know, I mean, it had a dirt bike and my gear and some tools, but in the big picture of things, you know, not a lot of weight in the van. So I was pretty stressed out and what's supposed to have been like a three hour drive home, I think took like six and a half hours. 
and eventually the freeway got shut down, but I was in a group of cars who managed to scoot through, you know, before that happened. But after that trip, I was like, man, fuck this. Like, I, I can't keep rolling the dice with my, with my weather luck. Uh, I think I just need a four wheel drive. I need something four wheel drive. If my van was four wheel drive, I would not get rid of it. I'd just drive that thing until it died. I mean, I have no issues driving that thing. I don't give a fuck. I like it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool van. It's just the only bad thing is it doesn't have four-wheel drive. And I end up going places where uh, I would definitely feel a lot more comfortable having four-wheel drive capabilities. You know what I mean? So I think loosely my search started uh, probably after, you know, after that road trip, but it really ramped up over this past summer. And, you know, I've been searching and searching and searching, and I didn't know what I wanted to get. And then I thought I knew what I wanted. And then it turns out that's not what I wanted. And now I finally feel like I, I know what I'm going to get. And I found one that I like, and I've started the process, you know, like I've reached out to them you know, I've done the credit application and I think what's been, I don't even want to say annoying, but man, they were like those sales guys, they can smell blood in the water. And from the very first time you reach out to them and I reached out with like some just, you know, real ridiculous kind of question and, uh, and the onslaught of emails and I don't include my phone number because I don't want them calling me, but uh, just an onslaught of emails. And, you know, I was too busy where this truck's located. I didn't have time to get there to look at it. You know, and I'm like, hey, you know, you just, you're too far away. I'm too busy. You know, after Christmas, you know, I'll, I'll make time and I'll get up there. And they're like, you know, okay, you know, if it's still here, blah, blah, blah. Well, all of a sudden, and I'm not going to say what, make and model and what kind of truck it is. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Do you want, and do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because people can't just shut the fuck up and be happy when someone else finds something that they like. Have you ever noticed that? Think about all, like, think about all the times that like you've told a friend that, Hey, I think I'm going to get this. And then what, what do you get in return? Unsolicited fucking opinions about why they wouldn't do that. <laughs> hey, fucker, I didn't ask for your opinion. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. You know, if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it. And, uh, you know, it, and especially with vehicles. Especially, and I'm not, look, I'm not some holier than thou. I, I'm. Probably I'm a hundred percent sure I have done exactly what I'm complaining about. And now I just try to slap myself if I find myself starting to even tiptoe that line, like, hey, just shut the fuck up. If this is something that makes them happy, let them do it. And if it's gonna be a mistake, it's their mistake to make. It's not your fucking problem, you know? But I just don't want to deal with people giving me their two cents about why I shouldn't do this or why I should do that or blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear it. So I'm just going to say that I found a truck that I like. It's going to serve the exact set of purposes that I need it to serve. 
It's going to haul what I need it to haul. I'll be safe. It's going to be reliable. You know, I, I'm going to be happy. I, I will say this about it, though. Okay. I will say this about it. It's an old man truck. <laughs> when you when you look at this thing and it's a like it's a nice truck. Like I'm not going to lie, like it's a nice truck. And I'm not one of these guys that like needs, you know, some I don't need like a new truck. Like I don't when I say new, I'm buying something used. It, it's an older truck. You know, it's still in the 2000s range, but uh it's it's a used truck. It's got, you know, over 100,000 miles on it. And I'm cool with that. Like you just take care of the things like they'll run forever. But uh, when you when you look at this thing, if you saw this truck like parked at Safeway, you would think, oh, yes, yeah, like a, a retired, a, an old retired man has this truck. <laughs> so and I'm just like, whatever, like, I mean, maybe I mean, shit, I'm almost there anyway. So I might as well kick off retirement with this truck. Because, you know, I'm probably I'm still going to be driving it when I do retire. You know, this will probably be the last this will probably be the last truck that I buy, honestly. Um, but, you know, look, I like it. But like I was saying earlier, you know, after I sent that first question out, these sales guys, they just they smell the blood in the water, man. And they just start, hey, you know, just making sure, you know, anything changing in your schedule. We the truck's still available. Hey, if you want to come see the truck, we're here. Hey, you know, we're closed on this day, but if you can get here the following day, we'll be open, you know, and it's just like email after email after email. I'm like, you know, I get it. You know, like those guys are, they're commission based, you know, they're trying to make a sale, you know, like that's just, that's the game. You know, I knew that the second I hit send on that email that I was going to start getting hounded. Okay. The second you hit send to any to any auto dealer, you're getting hounded. You know, 100% chance of that, hounded. So I, you know, good with the bad. So I was finally telling this guy, hey, you know, I just, I don't have time. You know, I, I will try to get up there after Christmas. You know, after Christmas, let's just get through the holiday here. And then I, you know, I'll make time and I will, I will get up there. And the response I get back is, okay, cool, you know, thanks, you know, we, you know, if, if anything happens with the truck, if it sells, we'll, you know, I'll definitely let you know and, and, uh, look forward to hearing from you. And he also, and this is one thing that I actually thought was nice. He goes, I, you know, I'm not trying to be annoying. I just want to make sure that, you know, you aren't interested or, you know, or like, you know, he, he, he was just, he was very, it seemed like he was kind of down to earth with his messages. And he, you know, he said that, you know, I don't want to be annoying. You know, if you're not really interested in the truck, like I'll leave you alone. But if you are, you know, I just want to, you know, I want to keep the dialogue open, you know, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, like I get that. You know, that's no, that's no big deal. And, uh, so maybe, I don't know, three days go by and like, I don't even, you know, I'm still looking at trucks like all over Oregon and Washington shit and Idaho for that matter. Like I'm looking everywhere. And you know, like I have a number in mind where, you know, it's for as much as I care to spend, you know, I don't want to, I'm not spending a ton of money on some fucking vehicle. I, you know, I'm never going to be, nor have I ever been one of these people to have like, you know, a 500 to a thousand dollar a month vehicle payment. Like that is insane to me. That is absolutely fucking, that is batshit crazy to me. 
that that people will do that and uh that's why i like i just prefer used vehicles that are a little less expensive and you know they're just they're ready to roll right then and there you know the the issues that have been issues have been sorted and i mean sure shit pops up every now and then but uh you know for the most part like if you just take you know you do your oil changes and you know the regular maintenance like that they're they're going to run forever so you know i had a number in mind and i'm checking all over the place you know and i you know and i'm you know i'm checking like uh auto trader and i'm checking you know facebook marketplace and uh you know kelly blue book you can look for vehicles through there like i'm looking everywhere and i you know i have a I have maybe, I don't know, maybe eight to 10 trucks bookmarked that were like, okay, these are legitimate candidates to purchase. These are legitimate candidates. All right. I got it narrowed down to like these, I think there were probably like eight trucks altogether, you know, legit. And a couple would pop up every now and then, but then, you know, I zoom in real close on the pictures and be like, oh no, fuck that. You know, like there's something that's a weird, that's a weird stain in the back seat. I wonder where that came from. You know, it's like, I'm good on that. So I find all these other trucks, but they're all like anywhere from like three to 4,000, you know, kind of more than what I was looking. You know, they're very, they're essentially like, they're at like the max of what I would have spent, but I preferred to spend you know, two, three, four thousand less was kind of more the range that I was just comfortable spending in. And initially, this truck was at the top of that range, you know, and I liked it super clean, you know, compared to all the other ones I was looking at, you know, the, by far the lowest miles. Um, it was just, it was a, it was absolutely perfect for what I needed. And sure, like I could have kept looking, you know, you know, waiting for, <laughs> something better but like let's be honest you know when you find something that checks all the boxes just fucking go for it so i don't i don't look at the ad for like i don't know like three days you know i just ignore it and then last night i just pulled the ad up again well they had knocked off like shit two thousand twenty five hundred bucks off the price and i was like oh <laughs> oh oh no you didn't now now we're in my ballpark now we're in my real ballpark okay now we're at a price that like i'm in now i'm in in so i'm thinking shit like i don't want to be like one of those desperate you know shoppers but at the same time like i just said when you find something that checks all your boxes that is going to do what you need it to do looks good it's going to run good it's got the lower miles for what i'm looking for like it checks all the boxes that i needed the only con <laughs> the only con and it's not even really a con it's an old man truck and i don't even give a shit I'm an old man. I don't care. So I was like, fuck it. Like I need to, I just need to jump on this. So I'm going back up on Wednesday, not back up. I'm going up to where this truck is located at. 
and I've already started the process. I've done the the credit application. You know, I I'm you know I'm gonna they're gonna evaluate old Vantastic to trade it in. You know, I don't owe anything on it, so it'll just be essentially a down payment. Um, and I could probably get more if I sold it myself, but I don't want to fucking deal with that at all. Like as much as I just loathe purchasing vehicles it's almost worse trying to sell them to people i mean the number uh when i was trying to sell the car that i had you know up till a few months ago just the number of fucking idiot tire kickers the fucking questions you get that are all in the description like all these dipshit questions that i was getting i addressed all that shit in the narrative of the ads, of all the ads that I had going. It's like nobody reads anything. <laughs> it's right in front of their face. Nobody reads it. And I get it. Like you go straight to the pictures because you want to see what it looks like. But like at some point, you need to scroll down a few inches and read the fucking description for what you're going to buy. So yeah, like I hate buying vehicles, but oh man, I think I almost hate selling them even more. So I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with people coming to my home. I don't want to deal with having to go meet people someplace and then they flake. I don't want to deal with them trying to, you know, lowball me or, you know, oh, I thought, oh, I only brought this much money. I thought that I, well, can you just make like, no, motherfucker. This is the price that we agreed on. You don't just not show up with the price that we agreed on. Like, I don't, I don't want to deal with any of that. So I'm not going to. I'm just going to let them buy my van, trade it in and put that, and then uh, we'll see how it goes. But I think it's going to be good. So maybe as of Wednesday, I will be the proud new owner of a used... Yeah, you didn't understand what I said. Because I didn't say what it was. And I'm not gonna. You'll see it when you see it. Those of you out there who see me, you'll see it when you see it. If I even get it. I'm not really letting myself get my hopes up too much. Because, I mean, shit, someone could just show up today or tomorrow and buy it. And, I mean, preferably I would rather just go up there tomorrow and get it done. But I can't. I got some work stuff I got to deal with. So I just don't have the time. Um, but Wednesday. I'm going to take a drive. I got to clean out Vantastic. Ugh, les I'm going to miss that van. Man, me and that van, we have done some road trips. Some road trips. Racing bikes all over the place. All over the place. Some good camping trips. Love that van. Love that van. I just wish it was four-wheel drive. Man, that, and I know like there's these... There's these kits you can buy, these conversion kits, you know, where you basically you buy like the axle that's off a four wheel drive truck. So it has like the transfer case. And then, you know, there's all this shit that you do to <laughs> make you're basically turning your two wheel drive van into a four wheel drive. But I mean, those kits are worth more than the van is. Those fucking kits are like twelve to fifteen thousand dollars. And then you got to know how to do it. Like, I don't know how to do that. So then what? I'm like, I'm going to pay someone to do that. I'm going to buy, 
like I'm going to buy a kit. Let's say on the low end, it's 10 grand. I'm then going to pay someone like eight grand to put it together and then install it and troubleshoot it and make sure it all works. Like, yeah, I might as well just buy another truck at that point. So really it's just more cost effective to do this. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited that I'm not going to have to stress out as much about driving to the east side of the state to go uh, race my dirt bike. And I'm definitely going to be a lot safer. And I know my girlfriend's not going to stress as much because that trip, that one coming back over Snoqualmie, I was, you know, you've heard the term white knuckling it. I was white knuckling that steering wheel. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Just get me back down to sea level. That's all I want. Man, as I got closer, like to North Bend, cruising down the hill, like into North Bend, and finally the, the fucking packed snow was turning to slush, I was like, oh, oh, finally, finally. <laughs> like I could exhale a little bit. I was like, I am not doing this again. This is not, I feel like I got caught with my pants down. Man, I got caught with my pants down, except no one had their phones out. So it, uh, it worked out, but I'm going to be much better this winter more prepared and if anything i can go do more races outside of the ones that uh that i'm scheduled to do for this coming winter well really the tail end of spring or the very 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 beginning of spring but up here like the weather still sucks even in march like we could still be getting snow so and really the winter so far hasn't been that bad it's been pretty tame for you know the end of december it's been pretty tame up here so far. So the worst is definitely yet to come. Um, all right, moving on, moving on. In the spirit of Christmas, man, I have been, I don't know about like your guys' Instagram feeds, but uh, mine has shifted. So for quite a few weeks, uh, my my Instagram feed was just like, it was nothing but like, you know, MotoGP, like just motorcycle racing, um, and, and like animals killing and eating other animals. <laughs> like that was, that was like my Instagram feed. It was just, it was going crazy, you know, animals killing animals. And I feel like, I don't know if it's just the season that like, Hey, like we're in, I'm calling it right now. We are in Christmas week. This is, you know, this is the week that we now are in the home stretch to Christmas. All right. I think a lot of the schools, at least where I'm at, I think they're out on Thursday or Friday. Uh, I think there's other ones around the state that are already out. I think some of the Oregon ones are already out. Um, this is it. We are in the home stretch right now. Okay. I'm already starting to plan like how much pizza dough I need for, for Christmas dinner you know, we're seven days out. Like this is it. We are in the home stretch. This is Christmas week as far as I'm concerned. Um, but my Instagram feed, it has been nothing but desserts. <laughs> it's been nothing but desserts, like all kinds of shit. All, I mean, so many cakes and tarts and cheesecakes and cookies. And I mean, like you name it. I have saved so many recipes, pies. I found a really good one on actually how to like to make a pie crust, which, you know, I was struggling with the last few years. I don't know what happened, but my pie crust just kind of 
fell off a cliff, man. They were just bad, 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 bad. They used to be really good and something happened. I don't know what. So I found like some lady, she's like, Hey, like try, you know, X, Y, and Z for your pie crust and it, it'll make it better. So I was like, fuck it. So I saved that. I have so many like random dessert stuff saved <laughs> in my Instagram that I just, I want to make them all and I want to eat them all. And I thought, man, what I, I just wanted to rank. I want to rank my top five desserts. These are my top five. Okay. I don't, I don't care if you agree with my top five. I don't give a fuck. These are mine. All right. If I could have five desserts, these are what my five desserts would be. All right. And I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to start with number five Reese's peanut butter cups. Hell yeah. All day, every day. If it says Reese's on the package, I'm killing it. It's going in my mouth. I'm chewing it. I'm eating it. I'm swallowing it. Yum, yum, yum. Give me some. I love all the Reese's products. I have said this before. I will say it again at some point. I will die on this hill. I will dig these heels in. Reese's is the best candy. Reese's makes the best candy products of all of them. If it says Reese's, I don't care what it is. I know I'm going to love it. So Reese's is my fifth. And I know some people are saying, oh, a candy's not shut the fuck up. Candy is most definitely a dessert. Candy's a dessert. All right. And in my list, Reese's peanut butter cups come in at number five. Number four. And I know I'm going to get pushed back on this one too. And if you could see me throwing up the double middle fingers right now, that's exactly what I'm doing. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. If you think that cereal is not a dessert, then I challenge you, walk down the fucking cereal aisle and look <laughs> at all of the candy cereal, because that's really all it is. It's candy. It is candy. And it's delicious. Cinnamon Toast Crunch has always been and always will be my favorite cereal. It's so good. It's so sweet. And I love, I don't even, and like the only thing that I love more than a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the second bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, where now the milk is saturated with the cinnamon and the sugar. And then you just dump more cereal into that. And usually you got to top off the milk a little bit. And then you eat that bowl of cereal. And then if you're a complete fucking psychopath, you go for a third. But personally, I like to cap it at two. And then I just like to drink that milk nice and slow. Nice and slow. And you got to do it with whole milk. None of that fucking almond milk or fucking soy milk or fucking fat-free skim or one or 2% whole milk. If you have lactose issues, you can get lactose-free milk. Whole milk. Game changer. Don't cheat yourself. All right? If you're going to do something, you do it 100%. I've talked about this before. If you're going to make a mistake, you make that mistake 
Well, if you're going to have a bowl of whatever your favorite cereal is, you are cheating yourself to not use whole milk. Game changer. At number four, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Number three, Boston Cream Pies. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Get in my belly. The chocolate, the custard, the cake. I mean, it has all the things that I love in any dessert. (laughs) Chocolate, custard, and cake. I mean, what's not to like about that? What is not to like about that? And I know, like, some people, like, from a temperature standpoint, you know, you know, some people like, you know, like their pies hot or their, you know, whatever. I like a cold Boston cream pie. For whatever reason, the, the flavor of the custard, when it's cold to me, it's almost kind of refreshing. I, like, I can't explain it. When I take a bite into like a warm or like a room temperature when it's been, you know, sitting out, you know, like you're having a, you know, you're like, you're having like a Christmas dinner and there's a Boston cream pie or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been sitting out for a couple hours because everyone's just kind of grazing. To me, that room temperature Boston cream pie does not taste as good as one that's just been stored in the fridge the whole time. There's something about the custard Something about what it does to the flavor that for me, getting that little, that, that little cold punch on my tongue of that sweet, delicious custard and the texture of the chocolate that now went from being almost like borderline liquid to now like I got to chew it a little bit. Oh man, get the fuck out of here. All day. I, look, I'm I'm not proud of this, but there has been many a time where I have just gone to the grocery store, purchased an entire Boston cream pie, and then just sat down with a fork and started eating it. I've done that. I'm not proud of that, but I've done it. I'll do it again at some point. I know I'm chilling out on sugar, and I've been good. But I'll do it again at some point. It's like, it's the perfect pie. And I, can we, like, is it really a pie? I mean, I know they call it a Boston cream pie. I think we can agree, like, it's actually a cake. But I, you know, I don't want to, it's semantics, you know, it's all fucking dessert. Like, it's delicious either way. One of these days, I'm just going to go buy a Boston cream pie. I'm just going to eat it. Is a, is a cheeseburger a sandwich? Is it? I mean, technically it is. A bunch of innards in between some bread? Yeah? Is a hot dog a taco? Some meat in between a bread product that's got an open face? I don't know, man. I might have to do a whole episode on what constitutes a sandwich. (laughs) Number 
two on my list of top five greatest desserts. Limoncello cake. Oh, God. Mm. So good. I don't know what it is about citrus or citrusy desserts. Like a lemon meringue, a key lime pie, limoncello cake. If it is citrusy, I'm in. I am in. Whether it's orange, lemon, lime. The only thing that I don't care for are grapefruits. I got a I got some food poisoning from some grapefruit juice when I was like 15. And I haven't been able to have grapefruit ever since then. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> it's been like it's been like 32 years. I haven't been able to have grapefruit ever since then. But limoncello cake. And there's a place locally here. It's called Pellegrino's Italian Kitchen. <clears throat> and they make a limoncello cake that it's unreal. It is so good. If you live in Thurston County, just go to Pellegrino's. It's in Tumwater. Okay. Tell them Jake sent you. And they'll be like, who the fuck is Jake? But they'll sell you a piece. And as soon as you get to your car, bring a fork with you, okay? And just sit there and slowly eat that limoncello cake. It is so good. It's my favorite. And I've had some, some other places, but I don't know what it is about this one. It's so moist. The lemon is not overpowering. Oh God, it's just, it's so, it's really, what, what you can't see right now is that I'm legit salivating in my mouth over this. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous how good this is. And arguably, this could easily be my number one. The only reason it's not my number one is because I had never had this limoncello cake uh, until probably, shit, 15 years ago. Like where I grew up, there was no limoncello cake. And places that I had lived, where I went to college, you know, I lived in California for a few years. Uh, there was no limoncello cake that I saw. I didn't know, I had never even heard of it until I went to Pellegrino's. And when I had it, oh man, that thing jumped up the list. That jumped up my top five list immediately. Okay. So, hey, go find yourself an Italian restaurant, or find yourself a good recipe uh, and uh, have you a generous chunk of limoncello cake. And that brings me to my number one, my numero uno, my best of the best, my top dog, my homie, my food friend, through thick and thin. I spy with my eye a delicious apple pie. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, basic bitch right there. Nope. A good apple pie is second to none. 
warm, cold, with whipped cream. I don't really like it with ice cream because I'm not the biggest ice cream fan, but a good apple pie with good quality apples, not too sour. I love Honeycrisp apples. I love Fuji apples. Sometimes when I would make pies, I would use a combination of Honeycrisp, Fuji, but then I would take like a, a more bitter, like a Granny Smith, like one or two apples, and I would mix them in with the sweeter ones. I don't want raisins in there. I want my cinnamon. I want my sugar. Lots of butter in that crust. I don't know what it is about a good apple pie, but it just makes me smile. It takes my brain and just says, ah, yes. I love it. I will always, always love an apple pie. Not love the way that Jason Biggs loved an apple pie and American pie when he was fucking it in the kitchen. I don't love apple pies like that. I love to put the apple pie in my mouth, not my cock in the apple pie. Okay? Just, I just want that to be clear because, you know, you're hearing some sounds over here. Some, mmm, ah. That's not for me fucking an apple pie. All right? That's just me mentally reminiscing about some of the apple pies that I've had over the course of my life. And then we can get into what is the best apple pie, who makes the best. Don't care. Don't care. Apple pies are delicious. I don't judge. I love them all. I want them all in my mouth. All right. Friends, that's my show for today. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Hey, I hope you all were able to get your Christmas shopping done and now start focusing on the food aspect of the holiday. And uh, remember, hug and kiss your loved ones. Go exercise. Do eat some healthy food. Don't go completely batshit crazy with the sugar. And I'm going to do another episode this week at some point, but I am a little bit busy. So we'll just... Uh, We'll see how it goes. Again, I appreciate all the listeners. I appreciate all the subscribers that I have across all the platforms. Uh, again, at Jake Brown Pod on Instagram and on X slash Twitter. I do post shows on Twitter. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and YouTube. Thanks again for your support. Have a wonderful day. Now, if any of you sons of bitches.